Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast presented by Onyx. The Onyx Hunt app is your premier GPS hunting app. Turns your mobile phone into a working GPS unit. So the Onyx Hunt app, besides being able to add waypoints and find your way around in the field or you know, being able to scout at home from your desktop computer, there's more information than you ever thought within the app. So if you're looking at different hunting zones, units, and districts and areas, depending on the state, you can navigate these state-specific hunting zones and also look at block management, possible access in other areas that you didn't even know were possible areas that were open to public hunting. And when you click on these different areas, a lot of the times it'll have a bunch of information about the landowner, if there's you know private land that's open to public hunting, or just the type of public land with links in there for more information. So it'll take you right to the state's websites. Everything's in one place uh, within the, the, the Onyx Hunt app, and uh, it's just incredibly helpful and useful. So if you want to check out the Onyx Hunt app, head over to onyxmaps.com. If you use the coupon code EMW, that'll save yourself 20% off of the app. The University of Elk Hunting, so Corey Jacobson, Elk 101, have put together the most fully comprehensive elk hunting learning course available. And how Corey is doing that is through a ton of different modules from start to finish. It's your one-stop shop for everything elk hunting. So to you know, start with e-scouting and finding a unit and, you know, setting your goals, which is a lot what this podcast is about, figuring out all that stuff. It's all laid out in there. Super simple, easy to use. Head over to elk101.com and use the coupon code East Meets West. That'll save yourself 20% off of a one-year membership. Last but not least, Tethered. Tethered has two missions. To spread the love for saddle hunting to the sportsman community and also design and engineer the world's best saddle hunting equipment. That's it. And that's all they want to do. If it doesn't make the saddle hunting community better, they're not going to do it. Period. The, they really des- they evolved from a desire to provide quality gear and resources to the community, but also provide the resources from an information standpoint to teach people about saddle hunting and you know see if it's right for you. So if you want to check out Tethered's awesome products over on their website and also learn more about saddle hunting, head over to tetherednation.com. All right. So I've been forgetting on uh, these podcasts to go through the Mountain Buck Monday stories. I've missed a couple weeks in the last month, and that's completely my fault. No excuses. But um, So we're going to get going with a, what I think is a really, really good story a lot of detail and a lot to learn from it. So this one is from Brian Benson. So Brian said, and you, you can find this Mountain Buck Monday post over on the Instagram on the East Meets West Hunt Instagram and East Meets West Outdoors Facebook page. So you can see a photo of the deer. So he uh, Brian said, I'm a regular listener to your podcast. Love the content and the guests that you have on your show. I want to share my first ever Big Woods buck story with you. 
So he had said that he had recently bought a camp in northern Pennsylvania and had found a place that he said the area was was popular and had some moderate pressure, but found some good rut sign about a mile beyond where most of the hunting pressure stopped. So he was able to get up there in the summer and explore the area some more and and hung a set about two miles from the access point. So the area he was hunting was a particular block of public land and predominantly conifer with sparse mass trees. He found an approximate one acre area of open hardwood within the conifers that had a mix of red oak, white oak, maple, beech, and abutted a steep northwest facing slope. So he hung a set along the edge of the conifer and hardwood transitioned approximately 80 yards from the north slope so that his thermals wouldn't be pulled down the slope where he thought the deer would be bedding. So on October 16th, he headed for camp around noon and was able to settle into the stand around 5 o'clock. The first strong cold front of October pushed through the night before, and on his walk in, he passed eight scrapes that had been freshened that day. Around 6 p.m., he thought he heard some sparring near that north-facing slope. And within five minutes, the first deer appeared and was able to glass what looked like a very respectable eight-point. Not far behind him was a more mature and heavier framed eight point. The bucks fed on the acorns and worked directly towards the stand. They were in the open hardwood, but were traveling the edge of the the conifers. So eventually they got within 15 yards and was able to make a good shot on the more mature buck. Didn't realize that he was even hit and expired approximately 40 yards from where the shot was made. And then Brian goes on to say, this is my 31st year of hunting and my best buck to date in terms of rack size and maturity. A couple things to note from the hunt. He said, I listened to episode 151 on my drive to camp that afternoon. You talked about post-October front deer movement, scrapes being freshened following a front and hunting areas of vegetation transition. I think the October front movement is well documented, but the post from freshening scrapes and vegetation transition were observations that stood out for me, stood out to me having heard you talk about them on during the podcast. These deer were on their feet before dark, which I attribute to the cooler temps falling the front. They hugged the vegetation transition while feeding. They were traveling with a light wind at their back and completely relaxed. Also, I placed my stand in a white oak that was nestled among the branches of a hemlock, giving me good cover and a silhouette breakup. I was able to draw with the deer feeding in the open 15 yards from me. So that cover of the hemlock was key. And that is Brian's story. And this buck is an absolute tank, mature whitetail from the big woods, public land in Pennsylvania. Awesome story. Like I said, you can see the, the picture of it over on social media. So go over and check that out and submit your mountain buck Monday stories. I have so many that have been submitted so it looks like I'll be definitely continuing to do this for quite a while and see what it kind of turns into. But anyways, this podcast, this episode is a solo one. So I'm doing this by myself to kind of get everybody reset, including myself. I did this almost as an activity to kind of go through my goal planning. I'm kind of looking at what I want to do as far as hunting goes for 2021 and doing everything you can to make 2021 your best year yet. And so, like I said, this is kind of an exercise of mine. I'm going to talk through some things. I'm going to, I'm going to do a podcast that is, uh, 
similar uh, to this topic that kind of adds to it a next level here. I'm recording it actually as this is this comes out here on Tuesday. I'm recording it that night with Ryan Mickler. If you're familiar with his podcast, Order Man, um, very, very popular. Not a hunting podcast, but this he is just an incredible guy and is all about setting goals, accomplishing them, and it's just he is uh, someone I think can add a lot of value to it. But for, before I get him on to talk about his platform and how to take these goals that I'm going to talk about and really put a plan in to accomplish them, let's just start off by, you know, I'm kind of, you know, reflecting on the past year of hunting. So what I like to do at the end of the year is kind of sit back and reflect on things, you know, what went right, what went wrong, you know, lessons learned, what I need to improve on. And to go through kind of my hunting season, it's, it started with the with actually hunting back in the spring with turkey hunting in which in Pennsylvania, I did not kill a turkey during the season. I felt like you know, since I was 12 years old, it's I've only went a couple years without filling a spring turkey tag. And that's not, I'm not saying that as a, a boasting thing or trying to say I'm good at turkey hunting. I'm not, but I usually hunt quite a few days and, and just love being out at that time of year. But, um, this, this past year, um, was different. I struggled with getting away from pressure. Um, as Dan Staten dubbed it in the last podcast, COVID crowding, I'll call it a lot of people off of work. There's people everywhere in the woods that normally, um, I, I guess I didn't have to deal with in some of these areas. So, and I only had a few full mornings to hunt. Other than that, I was just going out for an hour before work. Um, just, I struggled with it. Uh, I'd, I'd found some turkeys early on. I didn't really, had some close opportunities. Um, one time I had to get going to work and I stood up and because they'd went quiet and I was just sitting there waiting as they were coming across this ridge and n- never ended up getting a shot. But long story short, I ended up after about two and a half, three weeks of hunting, I think it was, you know, before work getting up and it wasn't really, I wasn't really enjoying it that much. So I ended up just not hunting anymore the rest of the year. And it, for me, that kind of looked at my priorities and what I, what I really enjoy and what I want to spend the most time in is in the fall deer hunting and, you know, my Western hunt and everything else. So for me, I was like, I had, I bought a house in the spring. I decided almost was kind of playing some guilt on myself and, uh, decided to spend that time getting a little bit more sleep in the morning, um, or getting a workout in. And then after work, instead of going out looking for turkeys for the next morning, doing some work on the house, uh, and, and doing some things around the yard. So that was kind of something I had that normally, I probably wouldn't have recognized, but uh, I'm glad that I did that. Um, so anyways, I did not fill a tag in turkey season. Um, then kind of went to the caribou hunt in Alaska. A lot of things that had to you know overcome from COVID and the restrictions and everything to go on that hunt. That was a dream hunt of mine that, you know, with myself and my hunting partner, Michael, both coming out with uh two bull caribou doubling up and being able to get that on film to release that film above the circle 
that uh, Justin Mueller filmed and produced, and then went right into you know deer season. And deer season was uh, archery season was a great year and a frustrating year at the same time. Had some opportunities that I passed on some decent deer that just wasn't what I was looking for, and and I hate saying that because it sounds like oh like I'm only. I only am going after the the biggest deer out there, and that's not always the case whatsoever. It was just this year I felt like I was trying to focus on a, a, a single deer um, and a di- and really just kind of a different age class of deer, and and it didn't didn't work out for me. I had a couple opportunities I screwed up that you've heard about in other episodes here. Uh, it's just there was there was definitely some lessons learned. I realized I needed to become more familiar with some of my equipment. Um, you know, I'm always testing out new gear and stuff and, and just there's some things that I I was, I lapsed on with, uh, preparation on that. So those are some things I noted. Um, also just being patient in, in different spots every year I look back at my trail camera photos and realize, okay, if I would have sat there for a good three or four days, then, I would have had a chance. Yeah, you might not see deer, um, you know, three of those four days, but that one chance when you're hunting, you know, a specific type of deer and the mature deer in the the big woods, mountain regions in Pennsylvania specifically, you're hunting them in areas where other deer sometimes aren't. And it can be really thick cover. You're not seeing them. So I, I had talked about a story about where I screwed up on this absolutely giant, 10 point that was actually bigger than the one I ended up killing, believe it or not. And I had him at 15 yards and didn't get a shot off. But on a different occasion, when Justin was here filming me, I second guessed my location where I was planning the hunt and I overthought it. So I, on the way in, I changed plans and I walked past that location. My camera got me going past it. And I only went another 120 yards, just crossed the creek on the other side on this little side hill. And I set up all day. We sat dark to dark, never saw a deer on the way out. I was kind of frustrated. I didn't even check that camera on the way out. The one that the spot I was going to hunt. So I walked out and then about a month later, I was in the rifle hunting and I checked that camera. And that day that Justin and I were sitting there, didn't see a deer. That big 10 point was there. You can see the tree in the background of my camera where I normally set up and I just picked the wrong tree. And, you know, it was a little bit of me second guessing myself, which, you know, if, if you hear it from anybody that's successful year after year, no matter what type of hunting it is, you have to have confidence in your spot. And, and I was, I was second guessing myself and that, uh, that definitely came to, you know, bite me in the ass there. But a lot of lessons learned um, from that deer season. Ended up working out with my best buck to date in rifle season, but I'm still kind of hung up on the archery season and uh, making that happen. So have some improvements there to work on. Got to shoot my first coyote with a bow, which was awesome. Um, little the YouTube video is up on the the my web, or I guess on the YouTube, um, just Bow Martonic on YouTube. You can check that video out. And so, yeah, that's, that was, uh, kind of a very simplified version of my year, but, uh, 
there's a lot of things to learn, a lot of successes, a lot of failures, as it is with anybody. I think if anybody sits down and looks at their year, you can find those things. But I think it's important to document them. So I keep a, just for how I'm documenting all this stuff, I use Google Drive for everything. So if you're not familiar with it, um, basically kind of a cloud-based, I don't know if that's the right technical term, but it's all kept on the internet. And I keep uh, a Google Docs sheet there and I'll write down all of the lessons learned. And, you know, I add notes during the season as I screw things up or things that I'm learning or picking up on. All right. When it's, you know, when there's a lot of rain, the deer seem to be sticking to this cover. If it's really windy, they're doing this. And just, just things that, that I learned little tiny things that you can easily forget. I like to document them so I can review it the following year and try to learn from those lessons. So that's something that, um, that I would say is, uh, you know, from a reflection standpoint, is really helpful for me personally. Now to kind of go into 2021. So there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish. And it's it can be easy at the beginning of the year to be all gung-ho and, oh, I'm going to change this. I'm going to be, you know, this type of person. I'm going to be this kind of hunter. I'm going to do all these things. But unless you're writing that stuff down and holding yourself accountable, it means nothing. And so what I like to do is to write down and in Google Drive, I open up uh, Google Sheets, which is similar to Excel, but all kept online there. And what I like to do is put write out my goals. So I want to have my goals for 20, I guess for 2021. And the way I do that is I put them in different categories and I spread it out. And those different categories for me consist of three different things. I have my hunting goals. I have my personal goals and I have my business goals. So those are like the main highlights and how I, how I split those up is um, I like to have three to five goals per category. So those are my, the main goals and I like to have sub goals that are within them, or I guess when I say main goals are the main categories. And then I like to have goals underneath them. And I keep it simple, three to five. You don't want to overpopulate it. You want to make it achievable. Um, but also some got to be stretched. So I, I like to have stretch goals that are tougher to reach that I may or may not accomplish. You're going to take some extra work. And then I also like to have some goals that are easier to accomplish because for me, if I only have stretch goals, you'll just become more frustrated if you can't complete all of those goals. So there's a little bit of a, a mental game there, at least for myself, but utilizing a spreadsheet, um, to have the goal, I have a, a column, how to accomplish it, and then the status of it. And I review those goals on a quarterly basis. It, sometimes you may need to review them on a monthly basis. You know, that's, that's kind of up to you, uh, how you want to do that. But for me, a quarterly review is, seems to work out pretty well. And, you know, for 2021, um, under hunting goals, like the different, the different categories that I have it as, um, or hunts I want to go on. So I'll put those as a goal. Like for last year, for me, that was, I said, I want to kill a caribou in Alaska. So that's a pretty simple goal. Um, from the standpoint of it, it doesn't have a lot of, um, detail to it. It's pretty general. 
but it's, you know, it's a, it's a tough goal to accomplish. So I put that on and then also have certain ones that are goals within the hunt. So maybe that's, um, like I had kill a mature mountain buck with a bow. So, you know, that that's a goal within the hunt is to do that. Or maybe I want to kill one off the ground or I want to do something along those lines. And then also I'll have new things I want to try. So what are some new, you know, I have for 2021 written down, I want to scout a new out of state area in the spring. So I want to go somewhere for a weekend trip and scout this area in the spring and hopefully go back in the fall to be able to hunt it. So I haven't done really any out of state public land whitetail trips in a few years. Um, and, and I'm looking at doing that again this year. We'll see. I have trouble giving up my vacation time in Pennsylvania, believe it or not (laughs) to go, to go out of state. But, um, so that's another thing. And then also, um, then I'll have like a scouting goal. Okay. I want to scout five new areas or I, yeah, or I want to check out this specific area and spend at least two days scouting it. And those are type of goals that I'm listing under the hunting portion. And for personal goals, which is the next category, I'll have ones that are related to family and relationships. So again, this is nothing to do with hunting. This is just your personal goals for personal development. And so family and relationships, you know, say as you're reflecting on your year, okay, maybe I didn't prioritize things correctly. Maybe I need to prioritize excuse me, prioritize my family more, you know, how am I going to do that? So in that description side, I'm going to, you know, put actual tangible, measurable goal or reasons of how I can complete that. And then in addition to that, I'll have financial goals. So, you know, whether that be, okay, an example of this would be, I want to be completely out of debt this year, or maybe I want to pay off a vehicle loan. Those are, you know, examples of things you can put from a financial goal standpoint. And, you know, last year, um, one of the things, you know, I had was to be completely debt free. And I was able to do that in the first quarter of 2020. And that was something that wasn't just that year that I've I've been working towards that for a while, you know, paying off my final student loan at the end of March was like incredible you know, weight lifted, which I ended up buying a house. So added a loan there, but essentially got myself in a really good position to do that. So that was something that I had a goal that I had set, um, from a financial standpoint, then I always set a fitness goal in the last couple of years. It's been pretty simple and it's workout every morning, at least five days a week. And by, for me personally, I'm a morning person. I like getting things done early. I like getting up early and doing things. It's not always easy, but for me, it keeps, it gets my day started right. When I work out in the mornings, it just, I feel like it just sets me up. Like I'm already ready to go, you know, breaking a good sweat and, and you know, doing something hard first thing gets me ready when I head off to work for the day to my nine to five that I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm not trying to warm up my brain, not trying to warm myself up and, you know, spend 45 minutes drinking coffee and trying to get myself ready. No, I'm, I'm ready to go by that point. So for me, setting that goal of five days a week is something that, uh, that I enjoy doing. And, you know, maybe for somebody else that might be 
getting in good enough shape to go on an elk hunt and, you know, finding a way to be able to, to measure that. Cause if you can't measure it, then again, the goal is useless. You need to find a way to be able to measure that. I do that at work. I do that with my business. I do that with my personal stuff. It's always gotta be measurable. And then lastly, I, under that category, I have personal development. So something that, that I'm doing to you know, to help further along myself, whether that's something I want to learn, something new I want to learn, whether that's something, um, even going back to, you know, family or, or something with, you know, a, a simple goal I have, I guess it would be, I don't know if it'd be considered a personal development or not, but I need to sleep more. I'm not sleeping <laughs> a whole ton. I've talked about it on some other podcasts, but you know, four to five hours of sleep is not good for me to sustain a, a healthy life long term. So I have a, a goal to be able to, to sleep more and to instead of just, you know, to make that measurable, I have seven hours a night, which um, is, is going to be a tough one for me to be able to, to accomplish, but it's something that I have written down and I'm you know, doing my best to, to try to work on that. <clears throat> So that kind of rounds out my personal goals. And those are just some examples of categories. Obviously, these are tailored towards me. and But some of these different categories might be useful for yourself and to be able to help build your own goals out. And then the last category is business goals. So <clears throat> I have this setting you know, for my side business, which is East Meets West. And I have, I have the different categories for that. I have it under the podcast. I have video. I have writing goals. I have listener slash customer service goals, which is, has to deal with all of you that are listening and in focusing on the priorities. So, you know, I'll have, say, a specific podcast download goal and then how I plan to accomplish that. Um, I have one of the goals that has to do with YouTube and, and videos and, you know, something that's, I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to do a weekly video on YouTube. Well, that's not possible with me having a full-time job and doing the podcast and relationships and everything else. That's not possible for me to do one time a week. So I have a goal of one time, one time a month. And, you know, I think that's something that's attainable to be able to do and, and kind of go forward. You know, another business goal for myself has never been great or really enjoyed the finance side of things and tracking that as good as I probably should. Um, but when I, I'm at a point where I only have, I'm not gaining any more hours in the day to work on this. So I need to prioritize those things and work on it. So by understanding my finances and where I'm essentially making money to be able to run the business as well as, you know, what the main focuses or things I enjoy doing, or I think are helpful for, you know, the customers, which are you. Um, and one of those things to be able to understand all that is understanding my finances. So I have a goal of, um, really investing in learning uh, QuickBooks better and understanding my finances and, and building that out to a point that, that it really helps me guide some of my decisions. So those are some different, 
you know, type of business goals. And just to give you an idea where, at least right now, kind of where I see 2021 with East meets West, some things are I like with the podcast here specifically, I want to do more podcasts around specific state by state help. So whether that's you know, Western hunting, or that is the Appalachian range, you know, whitetail hunting or whatever that is. I want to do more specific episodes to help you learn those areas and understand it, you know, how to, how to get a tag, how to get a license and, you know, a story, say if I'm interviewing a guest stories from a hunt in that place and what you can learn from it and pull, you know, they'll still be you know, tactics and stuff like that pulled out of it, but all more or less just giving you that information to make it happen because that's where the, in my mind is some of the most important stuff. And I, I, I'm saying this stuff out loud on this podcast to get feedback to, I want you guys are the customer, you're the listener. I, I want to know what you think, where you think the direction of all this should head or what kind of information you want to learn more of been doing some different polls on social media to learn some of this stuff, but uh, not everyone is on social media that listens to this. So send me an email, um, bow at eastmeetswesthunt.com and give me some feedback on that. That would be really helpful. In addition to this specific state-by-state help, it is more than obvious that the mountain buck content is king and people want to learn more about that and want to hear more stories and, and opportunities and, and information in that, that whole realm. So I want to do at least one podcast a month that is surrounded by that. And obviously in different times of the year, that might jump up to three times a month or four times a month, you know, depending on the time of year, I'm trying to gauge it. I was building out my schedule here for 2021 and certain topics and guests I want to hit at different times of the year to make it relevant, to make it helpful. And those, so it's definitely some more mountain buck content to come. And also from feedback from, from you guys is more story-based content. So having people tell stories of a hunt and then to be able to pull the details out of that. So to ask the right questions on, you know, why did this happen this way? Why do you think, you know, the hunt ended this way and, and you got this buck on this day and and going through the, the details of it. But I think instead of generally just asking where to box bed in the mountains by telling a story and having real world examples, at least from the feedback that I've gotten and even from myself, whenever I listen to other podcasts, I feel like I learn the most and also get an entertainment aspect from that. So those are some things that I'm going to try to focus on within the podcast and uh, go from there. So, and from the video side of things, definitely going to continue the mountain buck scouting series where I put out five episodes last year, Justin came out the film in the spring I'm planning on having him come out again and and just continue to add to that to do some more videos. It was really, really obvious that that was something that was was helpful uh, to others. And, you know, there's some things that are really good said audio through the podcast. and There's others that are better shown through video. So I want to do more educational pieces there. <clears throat> also, um going to have the mountain buck film come out sometime in January. 
and that's going to show the year-round process that it takes with hunting these whitetails uh, here in, in Pennsylvania and can be applied throughout the, the Appalachian region, essentially. And, and then also probably have Justin film uh, another Western hunt. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about a little bit what I'm looking for my hunt plan for the year. But, uh, and then from a writing standpoint, I've done a decent amount of writing for some other places, some magazines, other blogs and things that I want to maybe pull back a little bit from, from doing that and focus on building my own blog, the journal that is on eastmeetswesthunt.com and build that out some more so you can find everything in one place and it's all accessible and focus on that. Yeah. I'm going to, if from, from business side of things, I lose money from not getting paid by doing it for somebody else. But I think it'd be more valuable for everyone else that they can find that in one place. So, you know, I'm still planning on writing for Peterson's bow hunting this year. Um, but most of the other stuff, I'm going to try to keep that internal and I am, I'm looking forward to, to doing that. So, and Something I'm considering looking at doing in the spring is a scouting workshop where I'm not sure of all the details of it yet, kind of building out, brainstorming. And again, one of the reasons for talking about this out loud on here is to get some feedback and if, if this is something that's an interest or not. But it would be essentially a, a workshop where you would come to me and we would go to an area and my thought would be is to kind of go through the basics of e-scouting prior, you know, kind of go through learning how to scout an area online and then actually go into the area and scout it together and look at, you know, what, what are some things to look at? How would you set up in these situations for the time of year, go through all of that and kind of go through some of a workshop type of deal. And I, I'm not, explaining that it really that well it's just i'm just generally explaining it now but there'd be a lot of details and some value add to it hopefully so uh, again feedback is welcome on that so it's uh i want to do some more interaction with the customers this year was difficult um with everything with covid so hopefully that kind of um, that kind of dissipates a little bit in 2021 so I can do events again, like the total archery challenge and some other in-person events to get to interact with, with all of you there. So those are some of the focuses, um, for the business for East meets West, the podcast, everything coming into 2021. And one thing I, I wanted to know is it's, it's been really, really helpful and, you know, humbling to see the support, not just with listening to the podcast, but, you know, I, I run ads at the beginning of it, which I generate revenue from. But a lot of the times when you listen to those and I'll give like a discount code, what that discount code does, or say I have a link on my website, it is meant to add value to use a listener by either getting, say, a discount on something or free shipping or something that helps you on products that I like, that I believe in, that I use. Uh, but also by using that code, that generates income for me. So how that works is by using that code, uh, say, um, 
for example, the one with uh, University Elk Hunting, so Corey Jacobson and his online course. When you go through and buy that course, you save 20% off by using the coupon code East Meets West. That's a course that I used for four years and, you know, three of that, I think three of that was before even doing the podcast and I purchased the course, went through it, super helpful. And when you save 20% off, that's your value. What I get is a percentage of that, that I make on a commission and that really helps. So anytime that I provide like links and say the show notes or on my website under the partners page or on the YouTube uh, videos down in the info there, usually those links are tied to to some sort of a way to, I guess, create revenue for myself and to be able to operate the podcast and do these things and put out the free content. So if it's just, I guess what the what I'm getting at here is it's it's super helpful and I can't thank everyone enough to for using those things and and believing in it because it it helps me to be able to produce this stuff so thank you for that I'll be you know continuing to do that I know you know it can be a pain to listen to ads or, or do anything there but but stick with me you know that the stuff that I'm advertising there and, and showing they're all products I use, I use them religiously. Anybody that knows me, um, this podcast, you know, currently is not a full-time venture for me. I have a job, so I, I don't need to, to go out and find, you know, just find whoever's going to pay me to advertise. I'm only using the, I'm only having advertising of products that I use that I believe in, in companies that I think are, you know, have similar beliefs as myself. And that's, that's kind of why I do it. And I, I do believe in that. And if you have any questions on any of those products, feel free to shoot me an email about it. But to go forward, uh, hunting plans for this year, I want to do an elk hunt again, missed elk hunting last year. Uh, gonna try to hunt Montana. My, my, that's my goal at least see, I don't know how that's going to be with Idaho selling out of all their over the counter tags super early. Um, that is, well, not all of them, but a lot of them have been sold out. I don't know if that's going to change what Montana looks like and more people trying to apply for a general tag there. Maybe that's going to reduce my chances, but, uh, I'd like to be able to get that. And I'm going to put in for a limited entry unit as well because i've been building points there and uh really looking forward to trying to do that my brother also moved to montana just in the end of october so it gives me a reason to go out there see him do some hunting and then also i'd like to if uh i still got to look through my vacation schedule here but i'd like to go back out in november for a rifle hunt for deer for mule deer slash whitetail and do that as kind of like a family hunt with my dad my brother and cousins some friends you know and kind of make that a fun you know truck camping style hunt and uh, so those are some of my out-of-state plans and then from a whitetail side of things looking at going down to kentucky and doing a big woods hunt there that's a one of the things I've been, I've been wanting to go there for a while. And now I got a, a friend down there lives down there. It's inviting me to come down and hunt, um, some public land and, 
And that's uh, something that's, I'm still up in the air about that one because going to have to cut into my Pennsylvania time. And, uh, but Kentucky just seems like a place I really want to go to. So we'll see what that looks like. But uh, as far as like for you to learn, you know, tag applications and getting everything ready. I mean, now is the time to understand that stuff and learn and kind of plan out your year. I did a podcast last year with Brady Miller. I don't, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it was back in January. Uh, understanding what, how to draw tags, what over the counter tags mean, all that stuff, the basics. So go back and listen to that one um, if you if you would like to, you know, have some help and learn a little bit more on that. But I'll be going into more state specific stuff as we go on through the beginning of the year before tag um, applications are due. So I said. Uh, kind of move forward here next topic you know i, I want to just and you know i've been i talk a lot about the opportunities you know on some of these western places but also want to showcase some of the opportunities in the appalachian range that there's not many resources showing that so i, I definitely want to focus on getting that stuff out but if i had to have any words of advice to anybody that's going to be going out setting some goals and kind of making 2021 their best year, I would say is to try to get little wins every single day. You know, for me, that's working out in the mornings to kickstart the day. You know, that's a little win that I have and you can kind of check that box uh, when I make the game plan for the day and go forward. And those little wins add up. And, you know, what, even if you don't need, you know, from a workout standpoint, you don't always need an hour every day. If you can get 15 minutes, you know, something's better than nothing and always propels you forward. You know, I've learned it a lot in business and my day job and everything. You can't always do everything perfect. Sometimes getting 80% of the way there moves you to the next step to get to 100%. But just doing something and getting there is, in my mind, super beneficial and helpful. So I hope... This podcast is a little different than some of the other ones, but I felt like this is something that's important for me in structuring kind of my life and how I'm setting goals and trying to achieve them. And hopefully this can be helpful for you. Like I said, when I get Ryan on the podcast here, it'll come out in a few episodes. Um, he's gonna, I'm going to try to you know pick his brain a little bit more on accomplishing these things and, and some stuff for you to be able to do to to really take that to the next step after you've created those goals and, and working at it. So anyways, that's all I got for today. Uh, really looking forward to what 2021 has to offer. I, it can't, uh, I'm just hoping it doesn't try to overshadow 2020 because I, I don't think anybody, uh, anybody needs that. And, and if you, you know, I, I was lucky throughout the year to be able to, work. I never got laid off or anything. I know a lot of others weren't as lucky. So, you know, stick with it and just keep focusing on the plan, on your goals. And if, if it's a year to recover, this is your year to do it. And if you're just continually to build on something you've been building, just keep at it and keep doing that. So hopefully this is helpful looking for feedback on everything with the direction of the podcast and everything else. I really, really, really appreciate that feedback. And obviously this show is for all of you guys to be able to, 
to help yourselves and hopefully make all of us better hunters, better people, and just better overall. So anyways, have a great week and happy new year. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.